Welcome to the Weekly Stupid. You got the editor in charge. If you like the podcast, you can get more at theweeklystupid.com. We have stuff on Facebook and YouTube. Welcome back to the Weekly Stupid Podcast. This is episode 38. We offer a look at life not considered by what normal people consider normal. If you're looking for truth, justice, and the American way, then you are where you should be. Please leave a review and give us a rating on whatever podcast service you're using. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you what the staff is up to, let you know about this week's print edition. I might answer one of the informed readers submitted questions, then again, might not. But most importantly, and the reason I know you listen, or possibly you're just functionally illiterate, either way, I'll read last week's articles. This podcast is pretty short, but just to make sure you listen to the whole thing, I'm going to save those articles for the end. A short update on what the writers are up to. Sarah Jean is headed out west. I have her checking out Bill Gates. I think she may be making a stop in Arizona to meet up with her old buddy Gordy Kirchkirch. Good old Gordy's an expert on the gastric tendencies of the javelina. If you've never heard of the javelina, well, you may just go back in time and about a year ago Sarah Jean wrote a lengthy article on this. You can check out her site at flutterbird.org. Now Ed, he's also heading out west. I have him set to interview Jeff Bezos. Bezos is the second one of our three suspects in the abduction of the good Dr. Beekman. I'm on my way to interview the evil Dr. Pillow, aka Michael Lindale. He's the third on our list. But I'm just sure that Ed will get distracted and start campaigning. My only hope is the abduction of the good doctor will keep him focused. You can check out his policies at allstud.net. Now the footage of the abduction should be released next week. But we're kind of editing it right now because we want to make sure that we keep CNN's name out of it. They helped us, but they didn't help us. They don't really want us to tell anyone they helped us, so we're trying to figure out a way to keep their name out of it so they don't, so people don't know they helped us. It's funny, you know, we're such an honest organization over here that sometimes these other ones just, they just don't want their name set with honesty and, and truthfulness. So, so we're going to do our best to keep CNN out of it. And, and like I said, they didn't help us, wink, wink, but we want to thank them anyway. Now, as far as the video, we're hoping no young children see it. This could affect them. Just like that time Barney the Dinosaur and Barney, Fred Flintstone's friend, got into a fight on primetime TV. It was very traumatizing. But you know what? At least the good doctor's side is up. If you like The Strange, check out thefetalinstitute.com. And remember, we have a weekly newsletter. Head on over to theweeklystupid.com and sign up. You know, Barney may have traumatized thousands of children, but getting our newsletter probably won't change that. In this week's print edition, we give a quick update on the current list of suspects in the Beekman abduction. And I ran into an interesting virus event. Sarah Jean is on the Flutterbird hunt, while Ed is contemplating his competition for the presidential race. You know, this week is a little different than most, but eh, it's a nice change of pace. Our question this week is kind of interesting. If you remember last week, and if you don't, I'm going to read the articles in a few minutes here. but. Ed and Sarah had recipes from last week, and then we did a little contest to see who won. Well, we got the results, and they were amazing. It took three full-time ballot counters to figure out the results, and the results are some of the most interesting results we have ever seen. Man, it's crazy, I tell you. Now, as I said, last week we had a, we had a little bake-off. 
And as we tried to calm ourselves over the recent video footage of Dr. Beekman's abduction, we discovered stress eating. For those soulless few that have no feelings or heart, stress eating is when your mind tells your body that celery, although healthy, will not satisfy your current hunger. Only a good dose of chocolate and sugar will get you through your current fit of anger, worry, and fear all rolled up in a single ball. A few weeks ago, we decided to save some money, so we sent our volunteer staff packing. Sending unpaid workers home has not saved as much money as we thought it would. We're going to start looking into power usage. The accounting department noticed a large uptick in Pop-Tart purchases since the good doctor's disappearance. We're going to start our focus on the number one power consumption device of any household, the ordinary toaster. I decided to use subliminal nuances on the staff to try and save some electricity. My initial mental manipulation was to recommend eating Pop-Tarts cold rather than hot. Now before you start bellyaching about the virus and how we need to eat our food cooked and not raw, I'm not a sushi fan. We did some checking and Pop-Tarts are pre-cooked at the zoo or the farm or wherever Pop-Tarts come from. The exact origin of the mysterious Pop-Tart is currently one of the great wonders of the scientific community. It appears that Pop-Tart procreation is a very private event, and after months of investigation, we're still not sure what the origins are. I could ramble on about Pop-Tarts for hours, but we need to get back to this week's message. The subliminal manipulation worked like a charm. Ed and Sarah spent the entirety of last week debating the issue. It was glorious. It was similar to stumbling across deferred baby bunnies. At first, is frightening and a little gross, but after you smell that lavender vanilla scent, you are in heaven. Now Sarah wants everyone to know that Ed is a complete moron. She can't believe anyone would ever want to eat a heated Pop-Tart. Back in her youth, her father would explain the horrors of overcooked pastries. Never having met her mother, her father had to teach her how to navigate a kitchen. He would go on and on about the atrocities that would befall a child that failed while attempting to heat any tremendous pastry. From what she understands, child deaths and dismemberments from Pop-Tart injuries are one of the least reported numbers in America. The Pop-Tart lobbyists spend tens of dollars each year to hide this information. Her father is no slouch in the kitchen. Sarah Jean's dad made her into the chef all other chefs envy. They would make all sorts of pastries together from Madeleines to Raspberry Charlet. But their most favorite dessert was the sorbet et tout sautard tarte. <laughs> I probably said that wrong. Ed would probably call it a Pop-Tart with ice cream. But Sarah Jean wants you to know that her and her father would make them from scratch. She made up a batch and I let her post a photo on the website, but you'll have to go over to the Weekly Stupid to see it. It's very impressive. Sarah goes on to describe the tart in, in detail. The delicate crunch of the tarte is one of unimagined glory. After the initial informative crunch, you taste a hardened frosting that alludes to expectations. Just as your anticipation of the expectation is about to cause delirium, you get the cool sorbet entanglement that protrudes through any long-lasting doubt. Now she has to admit that she stole the description from an evening back with the wonderful Dr. Beekman. She's still working on getting him back. Sarah Jean put a special note into her Dr. Beekman in case he reads this. Dear friend, if you read this, Sarah Jean wants you to know that she will never stop trying to locate you. That's kind of sweet for Sarah Jean. Now Ed, unlike Sarah Jean, he was raised by a mother that loved and cared for him every day. If you read his article a few weeks ago, he explains how she made him the self-reliant and ultimate very hunky man he is today. 
He may not have come from the wealthiest family, but on occasion his mother would splurge and make the tastiest toaster pastries this side of the Rio Grande. Like Sarah Jean, they would make theirs from scratch. In those days there were no specialty flavors or brands. They would have to start with a couple of graham crackers pulverized into a fine dust. Then they'd blend that dust with some melted butter to form two thin flat squares. Then, if you run just a little chocolate and melted marshmallow between the two squares, you might think that'd be good enough. But this treat has a little bit extra on that. So in order to get it from a 10 to an 11, they would add just a little bit extra. So his mother wanted him to be a great baker, but at the same time, she wanted a healthy son. The addition of calcium to the already nutritious treat was a bonus. The calcium was added in the form of mini marshmallows. As everyone knows, young boys don't like to eat healthy foods. So his mother would hide the flavor of the healthy calcium with a little bit of Hershey's brand chocolate syrup on top of the tasty treat. Pop that in a toaster oven until golden brown and you've got yourself a little bit of heaven. Ed's mom would add a little dash of something she called protein powder to hers but said that he already had enough protein power and didn't need any of hers. Ed knows that his mother is the best. And I went ahead and put a picture of his up on the website too, but like I said, you'll have to go to theweeklystupid.com to see it. Another thing Ed always liked to make with her was brownies. They would just laugh and laugh, sometimes when things weren't even that funny. He loved his mother's baking. Time in the kitchen was always time well spent. Now he may not agree with Sarah Jean on much, but when it comes to the good doctor, they are in lockstep. The abduction footage is disturbing. We have not authorized it for the public, but as soon as we get a better image of the abductor, we will release it. We hope that a helpful reader will be able to identify the assailant. Ed wants you to stay tuned. In the meantime, if any of the ladies have any information, send it to hunkyman at allstud.net. And Ed also wants you to know that a, a personal photo is always appreciated. Well, that's about it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider telling your friends. Every time you tell a friend about the Weekly Stupid, USB cables will no longer be necessary. Also, consider leaving a review. Thank you, and as always, enjoy the stupid.